0: You'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm really excited to share this week's guest with you, Shannon Keating. So, Shannon and I actually connected just a couple months ago. We met in December at the Experience Magic Retreat in Puerto Rico. So, our mutual friend, Brett Olson, who was also on the podcast, led and hosted this retreat in Puerto Rico in December. And I worked with Brit and taught a creative writing circle at this retreat. And so we have an episode that we probably shared a couple months ago about the retreat. And so it happened in December and Shannon was one of the amazing women that were on this retreat and we just instantly connected. And I felt like I had found one of my long lost soul sisters and just so inspired by Shannon and her work and just so grateful for this group of women that were at the retreat because you know being at a retreat I think you do form these really deep bonds over a very short amount of time and since that retreat in December we've been meeting on weekly calls and having zoom calls and they're all over the country and I even got to meet up with a couple of them when I was in Florida over the holidays and it's really just been such a beautiful reminder how important it is to have female friendships in my life and in all of our lives, especially if you're a feminine being and you desire more female friendships. I think having women that are on a similar path with you that can really see you and that can really, you know, do this work with you and walk on this path with you, I think has been such A game changer for me in the last couple months and just knowing that I have that support from this group of women and just really grateful that I was, you know, able to be on this retreat and share not only a writing circle, but then also just be able to have this community now around me that is really inspiring me. So a little bit more about Shannon, she is a holistic life coach for women, teen girls in middle and high school and young adult women in college. She is also a nutritional therapy practitioner, guided meditation teacher, human design reader, intuitive and host of the Unmasked and Open Hearted podcast. She is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to self-empowerment and self-love and loves supporting young women in gaining the tools to cultivate self-awareness, build inner confidence, and create a sense of emotional empowerment at an early age. So this episode is super, super potent because it is just that, two soul sisters talking to each other, and we talk about a lot of different things. And we mainly talk about female friendship in this episode and cultivating these beautiful female friendships, these friendships where you can feel like it's a soul sister, where you can feel like you can be really seen by your friends. And this is really present for me right now because as I shared on a solo episode a couple weeks ago that I just got engaged. And so I'm kind of in this in-between stage now of my life where I'm really reevaluating Everything, you know, my friendships, what kind of people would I want at this special time in my life um, and really reevaluating friendships and, and how conscious and how much intention I've been putting into my friendships. So this is a really great conversation, especially if you want to cultivate deeper relationships, if you want to be more of your authentic self and show up as your authentic self within your relationships, whether that be romantic or with friendships. Um, and we also talk about how Shannon supports teen women, uh, especially at a very potent time in their life when they're in college and and really discovering who they are. So this is a really beautiful um, episode to dive into. I know you'll get a lot out of it and just kind of hear this authentic open conversation between two people that are able to speak authentically and to be themselves in each other's presence and that's just a testament to the beautiful friendship that's formed between shannon and i um, but also just the work that you do on yourself and really magnetizing and manifesting these types of relationships into your life so if you have those people in your life and you want to deepen your relationships there's some really great tips in this episode to be able to deepen your existing friendships and to make yourself available for these new beautiful friendships to come into your life so enjoy this episode. It's a special one. And without further ado, here is Shannon Keating. Hi, Shannon. Thanks so much for coming on the creative soul podcast. Hello, Leia. I'm so excited to be here. I'm just so excited for this conversation and just so happy that I have you in my life until like share this conversation with people feels really special. So I'll start with the first question that I always ask everyone when they come on and that's what is currently fueling your creative soul?
1: Wow. I really love that question. And honestly, what comes to my mind right away is I'm always fueled by the people around me.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
1: I pull a lot of inspiration from the conversations I have, the questions my clients have, or just the people around me. But I would say, particularly, I just started the season of Girls on the Run coaching. And so if anyone doesn't know what that is, Girls on the Run is an after-school program for girls in third, fourth, and fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And essentially it's, it's a really beautiful program, but we work together over the course of 12 weeks and we're gearing up to run a 5k together at the end of the season. But every single practice, we go through lessons like shining out your star power and being able to have conversations with friends and being able to feel your own emotions. And it's really to help younger girls cultivate confidence and self-esteem and then also exercise together. So I get a lot of inspiration from those girls and it was our second practice. And one little girl came up to me and just started to talk to me about like insecurities that she's having around. She has dyslexia. And so she was talking to me about, can I whisper it to you? Like I have dyslexia and I'm really embarrassed by it. And I just remember looking at her and I was like, Oh my goodness. Well, you know what they say about dyslexia? And she's like, No, what do they say? <laughs> I was like, Well, when you have dyslexia, all it means is that you have a very right brain, which means that you have a very creative mind.
0: Mm-hmm. And she was
1: like, What? Like, tell me more. You know, I could see her face kind of like trying to figure out what I was saying. So we talked more about it. I was like, Do you like art? Are you creative? Like, tell me about your other talents and like what else makes you smart or how does your brain work? And so she tells me how she loves to draw and oh my gosh, yeah, like I'm really good at this, that, and that. And so then she ends up the next practice drawing me an eye. She really loves drawing eyes. So she drew me uh, an eye Actually, put it on my, my door. It's like a picture of an eye and the, the actual color is red. So it's like a little bit creepy. <laughs> just so beautiful. And like things like that, I really pull a lot of inspiration from, and they'll help me to create podcast episodes or guided meditations, or just open up my mind to realize, oh my gosh, the connection and the threads between all of us, even this fourth grader to then the conversation I'm having with my friend about her own insecurities. And I'm like, oh my goodness, there's these threads are just woven through all of us. So I feel like that really fuels my creativity. And I would say right now, those little girls are really fueling my creativity because the things they say and just being able to be goofy and silly and creative in these different ways with third, fourth and fifth graders definitely challenges you to just think outside the box.
0: Wait, that's such a sweet story. And I love, I think something I really admire about you. And I think is really inspiring about you is your work with women. And I know you do a lot of work with teen women and now even working with like kids, third, fourth and fifth graders, like that's That is so inspiring because they, it's like, it kind of gets you out of your, I feel like we can get so siloed in our own like minds and our own reality. And when you're interacting with people from a different age, especially like younger kids and especially younger teens, you can really relate to them on a different level. And I feel like being able to share things that you've learned now, like, you know, as an adult woman is so inspiring to be able to pass that knowledge on. And I think you, I really admire you because you find a way to really be with community in this way. And like, so I'm just curious how your work with teen women started even with younger women or like how, cause I, cause I feel like you take on this really like mentorship role. And so I'm curious how that started for you.
1: Yeah. I love that question too. I think Leia, honestly, since I graduated, well, actually going back a step, I was telling someone this the other day. Oh, my friend, Jen, I was telling her about it. I pretty much like my main identity growing up was I was a babysitter and then that babysitter role transformed into the nanny title. But since I was 13, I have been working with kids. So I always just was drawn to that being how I made money (laughs) of just, okay, I'm going to babysit. And then I'm going to be a nanny and I was a lifeguard and then I was a camp counselor, but it all revolved around kids. So I really think I've had a heart for kids and being around kids and playing with kids and being kind of that mentor role model role with kids for a while. And then kind of backtrack in college was when I started, Started, and I know you have this in common with me because I have been listening to your podcast. And I know you mentioned <laughs> it in one of your recent episodes around social media of just getting into the whole holistic health and healthy recipes and, and following Instagram accounts and everything. So I was in college when that phase kicked in for me. And that's when I started to gear more towards things like affirmations and guided meditations and again, healthy recipes and started to just move in this direction. But then I also noticed, I mean, I was in a sorority. I've always had groups of female friends and I was very aware that I had a ton of insecurities that I wasn't talking about with any of my friends that I was just like putting under a rug and not opening up about. And then I realized when I graduated college, all of these different women who were in my sorority and in my grade started to talk about how they are now in AA for alcoholism, or they're now diving into healing from their eating disorder, or they're embarking on self-love journeys or whatever it happens to be. And that was really the phase when I started to face my disordered eating pattern and learn how to love myself and my body and do all of this deeper healing work. And when I started to dive into that, it was always in the back of my mind I really want to help women at this stage of high school and college when all of it is so prevalent, but the resources are lacking and girls just don't know how to open up and their main focus. I mean, for me, it's like school, friends and boys and anything outside of that. We're just not really looking at or prioritizing. And then you graduate and you realize, oh, There's money and taxes and insecurities and self-worth and self-esteem issues. And, oh, I got cheated on and I don't know how to deal with that. And all of these things that we just haven't been looking at or cultivating the tools to heal and overcome. So for a while, it just had always been in my heart of, I want to help our younger generation. I want to help our younger generation. I want to help our younger generation. And that showed up in continuing to nanny, honestly, as I built my business, I was still a nanny for two girls who were like eight, 10, 12, that kind of age range. And then eventually I just really started to reach out to college sororities and athletic chapters and athletic clubs and just let them know, Hey, I talk about these different topics. If you want someone to come in once a month and get a group of girls together and share resources and tools for body image or expressing your emotions or navigating anxiety and stress from grades or whatever it happens to be, I can do it. And so I partnered with different athletic clubs and sororities and really started that way and then was able to just start marketing on Instagram and just let people know I am this resource. And then that's trickled into moms who have 13-year-old daughters or 15-year-old daughters wanting their daughters to also work with me because it is starting at a really young age, like all of this pressure and this stress and these really deep, like existential thoughts. Mm. And then again, where am I supported outside of mom who I don't really want to talk to all the time, or maybe a therapist who, unless it's a good fit, it may or may not work. So because I'm in my late twenties and I'm very relatable and very approachable, and I do have all this experience and these tools, I do find that younger girls really do gravitate to me and they feel very safe around me so Mm. they can start to open up and then I'll give them different exercises and tools. And honestly, it's really rewarding for me.
0: Wow. I like, yeah, I can't even imagine because I feel like it would be so fulfilling and so inspiring. And just, I mean, what you're saying about I like that, the I feel like I'm even like now reflecting back on like when I was a teenager and I think teenagers, especially like are at this like magical time because they're really coming into who they are, And they, they haven't quite, you know, it's like, now I feel like I'm in my late twenties too. And I'm going through this healing journey now of like the things that I hadn't resolved in my childhood or in my, you know, things that happened when I was a teenager that I haven't fully resolved and have now been facing now, but like to have those tools earlier and to combine this, like, and I feel like, I don't know, as a teenager, I was like so naive and like full of possibility. And I felt like, Everything was open to me, which I feel like now like when you grow older, you do lose that a little bit. But I feel like that is that piece that we have to remember and keep with us. And so to work with that group and like help them with what's present, I think is just it's just really inspiring. and I'm just like I'm I, I love when I see people like in purpose doing their work and doing their service, and I feel like you, are, are you are so in alignment with your soul, with your purpose, with your service, and just want to honor you for that. Cause I see you for that. And also I know that you do work with a lot of people to like figure out, you know, what is your soul telling you and how to kind of be in alignment with your soul. So will you talk a little bit about that and like how that feeds into your work? And is that with your work with teens or when you're coaching women or like, how does that kind of play into that? Because I do feel like you're so in alignment.
1: Oh, thanks for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I so appreciate that. And yeah, when it comes to helping, whether it's a teen girl or an adult woman, because I work with both come into alignment with their own soul and their intuition, I, no matter who it is, we're really working on that because the thing is, I mean, I know you see it, Leia. We all see it where we're all exposed to what everybody else is doing and what everybody else is thinking. And it's a beautiful time where, especially women, it's like they feel like they can express themselves and share vulnerably and share about their stories and, Oh, I'm doing this now. And I'm doing that now. And I think this about that. And anytime anything happens in the world, you pretty much know what everyone thinks about it. Yeah. And then sometimes you even feel pressure of like, well, now I have to have an opinion and I have to share my opinion, but what if my opinion changes? And is my opinion good enough? Or is my truth good enough? Or I know you've even conceptualized, like what is truth? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like my truth is going to be different from your truth. It's going to be different from their truth and their truth and their truth. And I was actually listening to Matthew McConaughey's green lights the other day on audible Ooh, yes. you, and he <laughs> speaks about truth and he talks about there are these moments when you're, you're more receptive and you're more open. And this, these truths hit you almost like this, like butterfly or he's, you know, he's speaking to intuition really, but he's like, these truths hit you. And then you have to really hold them and remember them and protect them because it's so easy to then go back out into the world or get triggered or go on social media or start to take steps towards your dream and forget those intuitive truths or whatever those hints or notions or whatever it was that you were you were getting or you forget about who you are or what your boundaries are or what's an integrity with you or what your body feels about x y and z we get just so sucked into everyone else. And then the last thing I'll say about that, which is something that I like people to really think about is think about the fact that like, you literally cannot see yourself unless you have a mirror. Mm. So all day long, we are always looking outside of ourselves. It's just how we're designed. So we're looking at other people. Again, we're looking at social media where we can see our hands and we can like look at our body, but we're designed to be looking outside of ourselves. So what my work is around is starting to intentionally connect within, and that requires time Mm. and space and being with yourself and closed eyes practices. So you're looking within rather than always looking at what others are doing or scrolling your Instagram feed or listening to more audiobooks or more podcasts or whatever it is right consume 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 or asking other people what their opinion are about something so with all that being said when it comes to like more tangibly aligning with your soul and aligning with your truth it is going to come from your body mm. and it's going to be very gentle very expansive. It's like a feeling of being at home around something. It's very clear. It's not harsh, like your inner critic. It's not judgy. It doesn't feel wrong or there isn't a lot of like extra energy around it. It feels right. It feels true. It feels calm. It feels clear. So I'm always guiding people back to, okay, so you're making a decision in your life or, you know, I, I work with a lot of girls, their last year of college. So they're transitioning out of college and into the quote unquote real world. And they're freaking out. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, okay, as you make this transition, what do you want to do versus what your parents want you to do? And honestly, Leia, that is a very like tricky subject because typically the parents are paying me but then I'm serving the young girl.
0: Mm.
1: So I have to kind of walk this fine line of guiding her into her truth while also being mindful that the parent is paying me, <laughs> but typically the parent wants what the daughter wants. They just want to make sure she's secure and happy and healthy, but it's really looking at, okay, are you applying for these internships? Or are you applying for these jobs because you want these jobs Mm -hmm. Or because teachers are telling you to do it or because other girls are doing it or because you feel this pressure and you really want to exceed your parents' expectations on you and do the right thing versus go into how do you feel, what excites you, what expands you at a more physical body level,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then go there. So a lot of these younger girls, they want to travel, They want to have like an internship abroad somewhere. They want more of these creative roles where maybe they can work remotely, or they can even intern under an entrepreneur and learn these different skills. And they have these different minds that work in different ways. They don't want the whole like step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step thing, unless they are like, I want to be a doctor, right? Or I want to be a physical therapist. But a lot of the girls that are coming to me are just not following that track. So it really comes to asking different questions, giving them that time to just be with themselves and tune deeper into what information is coming from their body versus their mind. And I know you have so many tools for this, but that's like, okay, let's journal or let's just speak it out into a voice note or just speak it out loud to me, or let's go into your body and let's get clear on what is a yes in your body versus what is a no in your body. And when you visualize traveling after college, how does your body respond to that? Mm. Okay, beautiful. When you visualize going into an office job after college, how does your body respond to that? Mm. Okay, beautiful. And just getting that different information so that they can really start to align with, okay, this is true for me. This is coming from my soul because your soul communicates to you via your physical body and your intuition communicates to you via your physical body, not your like logical inner critic f- fueled mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my, well, first of all, just like, thank you for sharing that in that way. Cause I think you just shared that in such a concise and clear way because everything, like, first of all, going back to the, tr- the truth, because that, that, that was something that I was really, Questioning and struggling with in the last couple of years because you start to see in the collective how there's so many different truths. And it's like, you know, to me, I thought maybe isn't there one truth? But there is one truth for you. And everyone does have their own truth. Everyone kind of does live in their own reality. So our work then is to create that time, to create that space to really look within without getting so caught up with everything else going around us. And and, th- and like, even as you're describing that feeling, it's like, okay, yeah, I know what that feeling is for me. I know what, I know how to discern my truth, but I can only discern my truth when I am looking within. And for me, like a lot of my intuition practice and, and what I share with others is like, that is creativity because creativity is listening to your soul. Like creativity is letting your soul speak and letting your soul express through your body. And just the way that you explain that of like really getting into the body and really starting this practice of, okay, how does my body feel? Cause I think we aren't taught that. And I think that's why that's so beautiful that like you work with these women at these certain stages of their lives, because we're not taught that in school. We're not taught that once you go into the workforce, like even listening to your body, like even thinking about you know a nine to five job. And it's like, you're expected to show up every day the same way when that like so many different things are going on with you at all times. And it's like, to, if you're really gonna listen to your body and, and honor your body, it's like, yeah, I can't show up today in the same way that I did yesterday because I'm different today. And I think just developing that practice with yourself and kind of holding those boundaries for yourself Within that is so important because, and it's like I've, I've, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that, especially in regards to like social media and how we are kind of consuming all of this stuff and and maybe not even realizing how much we're really consuming. I know I just shared this solo episode, but I think it's like we don't even real like, or at least for me, I didn't even really realize how much was like being layered on in my body where it's like, I couldn't even get to my truth because I was, I was so up here on the surface and my truth is so down here underneath of all the layers of what I've consumed. But it's like, to be able to do that, you have to kind of cut everything else off so that you can just have that moment for yourself. And whether that's meditation or journaling or however you access that it's like, That just, that, that gets me really fired up because I'm like, even now thinking about, you know, you're, you saying about what, what are you going to do after college? And like, that's like that time in your life, I think is one of the biggest times in your, in your life. Like that time, like, and I remember when I was going through that phase, like I, I experienced panic attacks for the first time. I had never experienced panic attacks. And when I was a senior in college, I experienced panic attacks. I, my, I experienced all these things my body was telling me. And it's like, I had no, I didn't have a lot of tools back then to really listen to my soul. You know, I was only listening to what my theater department was telling me. And like, then that's what this whole journey has been about since since then, of like really learning to listen to who am I and what does my soul actually want and what excites her. And when do I feel my truth? And when do I know that it's my truth? So just all of that, like I feel expanded and just, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Oh, of course. Thank you for taking it in. And yeah, I remember just going off of that when I graduated college, I traveled, I went to Southeast Asia with a friend of mine, Hmm. but then I remember even getting caught up in my dream was to do holistic nutrition. I was so interested in it, but getting into that logical mind, I was like, well, I need to get hired after college because I just worked my butt off for four years at a really nice university I need to get a job now and I need to work that job for at least two years and save the money and do X, Y, and Z. And then I'll pursue my dream. And then I did that Leia and I got in the office and I felt like my soul was dying. Mm -hmm. And this is my own experience. Some people love the office corporate space. For me, I was like, where are the windows? Wait, where's the goofing around? Where's the standing desks? And I know there's like alternative, you know, offices and whatnot. Mine was not like that. Everyone very much kept to themselves. I got put into a room by myself, put on cold calling. I was like, <laughs> I just studied biology and psychology and sustainability. Like, why am I cold calling? Like what is happening right now? And they were like, you're just doing this for now. And then you'll get this and this and this. I was like, no, you're giving me the crap work because I just got hired out of college. So you're giving me the stuff that you don't want to do. And you gave me this giant spreadsheet. And I just felt like literally my soul was dying. And because I could feel that and connect to that, I listened to it. And I think that's the other thing that we have to talk about is we have to talk about listening to those things. Like, because it's one thing when we can feel it, Right, so it's like okay, I feel my soul literally dying, and I was like crying every day at lunch because I had no one to eat lunch with. Mm-hmm. And so I would go and sit outside under the sun and eat my lunch by myself, and I was like, "What is happening right now?" Mm-hmm. And it was just really stressful, and I didn't want to go to work, and I was just so sad because I just went from college where I had all my friends around me all the time, and and I had my own schedule and the gym and boyfriend and all these things like. Jiving and now I had this job and I'm paying rent by myself and I have to figure all these responsibilities out and it was really chaotic. And thankfully, I actually listened to that feeling and I didn't just make myself stay there for two years. I stayed there for about two months and I was like, no, there's no way I'm doing this. I know what my dreams are. And I think a lot of us do. Maybe you don't know what your forever lifelong dream is but I bet your bottom dollar that, you know, your dream for the next six months to a year, Mm -hmm. it is within you. It is obvious. Spend an hour with me and we will pull it out of your booty because you know what it is. Yeah, It's just scary because then you look at all of the imposter syndrome and the insecurities and the negative self-talk that come with following your soul's dream and getting outside your comfort zone in that way. So just to kind of wrap this one up in a bow, we have to listen to both feelings. We have to listen to the, I'm exhausted and I'm depleted and my soul is crying. And then also, okay, my soul is telling me that she wants to do X, Y, and Z. And then we very much have to be willing to navigate and make the different decisions and get the support and whatever that looks like, not everyone is going to be like me, where you just quit the job and you go back to nannying and then you take all your savings out and enroll in nutrition school and just jump into your own business. But there are different steps and things that we can take and things that we can do to get you into alignment where your soul does feel expressed and excited and like getting to have conversations like this and make friendships like the one we've made this year, or even starting last year, it just, you can feel the difference. So it's about listening. And then once you listen, just really working through the tools to let go of your inner critic who is telling you all sorts of nonsense.
0: Totally. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that part. Cause I think that is part of the process. You know, it's not like you just you feel the call and then you listen and then your life is amazing because now you're in soul alignment. It's like, no, that's then that's when the actual work, like a different kind of work comes in, but it's a much more rewarding work because you're, you are kind of working through those things that, that hold you back. And that might be holding you back from your dreams. So I feel like it's like that's part of the process and it does it, you know you will see how your life kind of opens up in different ways and like even just even just reflecting on our friendship and the way that we did connect and like now it's like i feel like i have this soul sister soul mirror who really sees me and i see you and it just feels so nourishing and so much like i feel like we've been friends for years even though i mean honestly we met in december and so that's like crazy which yeah. And I, I remember I was, I listened to you on a podcast on our friend Brit's podcast because we met at this retreat we did in Puerto Rico. And I was listening to your episode you did with Brit. And I was like, oh yeah, I like, we're going to be friends. I just feel it. And I it's like, now we've had, like, we've, we're developing this beautiful relationship. And I know that female friendship and, and having your in-person real life community around you is something that you're really focusing on this year. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about that and, and yeah, how, how is that feeling for you? And like, how, especially, you know, now that we we're all so online, it's like, how do you really start to cultivate these real friendships where you feel like you can see yourself and be seen by others and also like be nourished by physical touch and physical community and real life, like real life community. So I wonder how that feels for you.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I know the first moment we met, cause that's one thing I want to talk about is it's, it's noticing who you can be your authentic self with mm-hmm. versus who you can't really be your authentic self with and taking that as information. Not as a sign that there's anything wrong with you or anything wrong with anyone else, but really taking that as information. So I know, for example, for us, the first time we met, you like ran right out to me and you're like, we're going to be friends. I listened (laughs) to your podcast episode. Hi, I'm Leia, And I was like, you are just a little bubble of love. I love (laughs) you already. Yes. I want to be your friend because I could feel like your soul and your essence and like your vivaciousness. And then, of course, we were in this beautiful setting where just naturally, I think a lot of us were able to just relax and be ourselves. And so I think that's the first thing I really look at is what version of me is showing up with this other person? And is this a version of me that I want to be? And is this a version of me that feels authentic to me? And so I really go off of that because something that I've been reminding myself of is that I am worth it Mm -hmm. and I'm worth it in every area of my life. So that means I'm worth the friendships that I want to have. And I'm worth being the version of myself that I want to be. And I'm worth creating the life that I want to live. And so if that means that part of my vision is to have these really beautiful female friendships, where I can really actually be myself, then I look at, okay, how am I showing up inside of this interaction? And I know myself well enough to know when I'm being myself mm-hmm. versus when I'm adapting and being more catering to the other person or not really speaking my voice or people are saying different things. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. And not really saying like, um, actually this is how I feel about that. Yeah. So I know when I'm being myself and when I'm not being myself. And I know that I have a very adaptable nature to me. I mean, we go into astrology and my inside isn't adaptable. I've got that Aquarian moon where it's like, no, no one's going to change who I am. But then I'm a Pisces with that Gemini rising. So it's like, I'm fluid and I'm adaptable and I'm very social and open and flirty and all of these things. So I know I have these elements to me that will adapt and adjust and, and, kind of morph with who's around me. And then I also know when that feels true and authentic to me versus inauthentic. And Mm. that also comes back to how am I feeling? If I'm getting energized by being around people, those are healthy friendships for me.
0: Mm. If
1: I'm feeling depleted and drained, those are not healthy friendships for me. So this is something that we can start to gauge in person. And especially like you and Ashley came to visit and we all were this like bubble of sunshine walking around St. Pete. And I was like, oh, we are just so magnetic and so high vibe and just so beautiful and feminine and just free right now. And if we go and, you know, think about it and reflect on it, that's because it's aligned for all of us and our souls come to life and we can all shine and be open and be ourselves and communicate and share. And if we need to talk about something deep and shed some tears, we do that. But then we're able to go right back into just the joy and the lightness and the genuinely enjoying each other's company and our souls being able to feel safe and feel expressed. Mm. So because I know what that feels like, and because now I've been able to cultivate a variety of relationships where I can feel and be that, that's what I'm available to. And that's what I'm worth. And so it goes into just putting myself in different situations, reaching out to different people. I'm not shy at all about being the one who makes plans or initiates things or is like, Hey, I just moved to St. Pete and I met six awesome women who don't know each other. I'm going to schedule it on the calendar in two weeks from now when I'm ovulating and have more energy. (laughs) And I want to bring you all together and let's connect and let's do that because I know that's what I want. A lot of people are looking for. And so I just have to be really mindful of creating that. And then again, just really noticing who fulfills my energy and fulfills my soul versus who drains my energy mm. and very much saying, no, that's the last thing I'll say is being a Pisces, you got to learn boundaries mm. because us Pisces don't really get boundaries. We're like boundaries. What, why do those exist? Like everything is one. And we don't really like naturally get the whole boundary thing, but we're also humans. We have to learn boundaries. And so I just have to learn boundaries of, okay, these people are draining me or this friend we're no longer growing together. Or I'm feeling like it feels very like much like an effort to reach out to them and like keep growing this relationship. And maybe I'm just doing this because I feel like I should versus Oh, I want to text Leah today and tell her that her podcast is like really inspiring me or, oh, I really want to check in with Ashley or, Hey, I haven't talked to Jess in a few days. Like what's going on with her? How's she feeling? And I like genuinely get that like excitement. And yeah. then again, when I'm with them, I get that excitement too. So it's really navigating that discernment and just realizing that it means something to me. And we're all worth it and I think the if we want to kind of dive more into female friends next I'd love to hear like your thoughts on that and then we can go deeper into like the importance of female friendships because that's something in of itself but that's just like my first thoughts on that
0: oh my gosh yeah that like that brings up so much for me because well first of all you were talking like I think for me that feeling too is like feeling expanded and feeling inspired by the people around you and I think You know, even thinking back to this retreat that we did where we all met and there was this, there was a container set of like, you know, we're here to be ourselves. Like everything is welcome here. So we already felt off the bat of like, that was the intention of the weekend. And so it already felt like, okay, I can, I can do what I need to do. And it was interesting for me because I had just come off like three months of being totally alone, like seriously having like no I mean, I was solo traveling, I was meeting people here and there, but like, I was really alone and hadn't really spent time with other people and other people's energies. And especially, I think like, because of the pandemic, we got used to not interacting with people in person. And so I remember actually at the retreat, like I was so inspired and so expanded by everyone. And I was also feeling exhausted, like a hundred percent exhausted. And I think I was feeling exhausted probably because of all the travel and like it was all just kind of catching up to me and I was feeling like now I was actually safe and supported by all these women around me so it's like my body was actually could feel the exhaustion and I know that I have a lot of open centers and human design so I take in a lot of energy so being around people it's like I can really feel them so it's like I I know now that like I am working now on like kind of protecting myself more energetically because I can see how, how I really like let that soak in. And it's, and by the time I realize that I'm taking it on, it's like almost too late in a way. So for some reason that came up. And then I was thinking about when we were in St. Pete, we were like, it was me, you and Ashley, and we were sitting at this like beautiful water. It was the full moon. We were pulling cards and we were just having this, like expanded conversation about our futures and like what we want and our dreams and our desires and as we were talking about it a dolphin literally came up and like was like five feet away from us in this bay and that was just one of the most magical moments ever so I wanted to share that moment because it was like just incredible and I think when it does feel so electric and alive and inspired and energizing while also noticing like Yeah. You know, are you, you know, you might feel exhausted because you're now feeling safe to let go or whatever is coming up for you. But I feel like that was just special. And I wanted to share it.
1: (laughs) I know that was such a special moment. I can literally visualize it. That was magical. The beautiful Gemini full moon, everything about that was really magical. And I'm so glad you brought this up Leia, because this is actually something that I've been learning to balance right now. And so it comes to, okay, yes, I want to socialize and be connected and, and be there for all these different people and connecting. And okay, let's hop on the phone and chat. Let me make sure I'm, you know, connected with people. And you know, that's just an authentic quality of me where like, I just keep tabs on people and it's very authentic to me. Like if I haven't talked to someone in a week, it feels weird for me. And that's just part of being my friend. And if, if it was like, Some people don't vibe with that. Great. I don't have to talk to you every week, but it's just this genuine. I want to know how everyone's doing and I want to feel that connection. And for me, I connect a lot through the quality time and the physical touch and the doing things together. So with in-person people, it's like, let's see each other every week or a couple of weeks with more people who are, you know, beyond that. I'm just wanting to stay connected. And. I also, similar to you, I, I am actually an introvert. Are you an introvert or an extrovert?
0: I am like right on, I'm like 50, 50, but I think now as I get older, I'm more introverted than extroverted. And I, I like, I, when I take tests, it's like 50, 50, but I think for my soul, I'm more introverted.
1: Yeah. So I'm someone who's always felt like a social introvert Mm -hmm. where I do fill up a lot by having alone time. Mm. And even growing up, like I would be in my room, I would go on walks and listen to music, or I would just be around like one other person who I got to know their energy really well. Like I would spend a lot of time with my younger sister or with my dad, or like one of my best friends who lived in the neighborhood, but like big crowds and especially like groups over four people will drain me. Mm. They will definitely drain me. And they'll energize me at first, right? So it's like, I'm vibing, I'm energized, I'm feeling great. And then there gets to a point where I need to introvert. I need to peace out. I need to go fill myself back up. And this, I'm glad you mentioned that because this is what I've been listening to and learning lately is, okay, Shannon, you can still be a part of the group and do all these things and honor your own boundaries where you gotta like, cut off from the outside world at 8 PM and unwind and be with yourself and be with your energy and go to bed early. Because if I don't, I get very exhausted. So a classic example was my birthday was a couple weekends ago and you almost came, but it was four of us and it was such an incredible incredible weekend, like so much fun. All of us just had a really beautiful time. And I know in those situations, like we don't always honor all our boundaries. We just want to spend time together all the time. You know, we just want to be together all the time. We're like 12 year olds who like want to stay up late and eat candy and watch movies. And that's what I used to do with my friends. We would stay up to like 2 AM, like eating candy and watching movies and talking like all night. And now I'm like, great. And, and Shannon, 29 year old Shannon, like literally cannot handle that anymore. And that's no longer self-honoring and maybe it was never self-honoring, but now I have to set up the boundaries where I left that weekend feeling so exhausted where I had to recover for like 48 hours in my apartment by myself, like on the couch, exhausted, depleted, not feeling well. Mm. And that's not because it was people who are not aligned for me or whatever it happens to be. It was more just, okay, I drove three hours, three to four hours there. It was a three-day weekend of just like filled with activities and people and staying up late and getting up early and doing all the things. And then I drove another four to five hours home and I'm exhausted. Mm. And so I kind of was reflecting on that more of, okay, so how can I, have situations like that happen and not feel like I need to recover for two days because that's just not serving with the rest of my week for me to be literally so depleted that now I'm like up on the couch exhausted for two days. And that just doesn't feel sustainable for me. So it really just looked like, okay, next time I need to let my friends know that like, I need to have my own bed because I was sharing a bed the whole week. Mm And I need to like put my blue blockers on and start to unwind at like eight thirty or 9 PM. Mm. And maybe that doesn't happen every single night. And that's my boundary and that's honoring to myself. So aligned friendships will get that right. And will support that. And I just need to like speak my voice and say that versus getting caught up in like other people's patterns or the excitement or this or that, because I know I'm a better version of myself and I'm less exhausted When I have my own space, I'm sleeping by myself and I'm unwinding and in bed around 9 PM. And then I'd be able to leave a weekend like that feeling filled and good and energized versus like, holy hell I'm exhausted.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Cause I think that piece of like aligned friendships will understand that. And not only will they understand that, but then that will give them permission to do the same because I'm even reflecting on, on that weekend in Puerto Rico, where I did feel like so exhausted and I could have like left the group and, you know, taken an hour to sleep or something, but I didn't. And because I wasn't honoring myself because I wanted to be involved. I wanted to kind of, and it's like, because experiences like that are so rare and even like getting together in person is so rare, especially these days that it's like, you kind of want to, or at least I want to soak up everything that I can. It's like, I don't want to miss a moment. It's that, like kind of fear of missing out that, you know, people experience. But I think when you are so in integrity with yourself and with what you need, you only give people permission to do the same so that then everyone is able to like really honor themselves and come together and like do it all in a way that feels really good for each person. And it's like, there's no hard feelings. There's no, yeah, just like, I don't know. It's just so interesting to think about that, especially even talking about like this idea of female friendships and really kind of reflecting on my relationships and my friendships and like what, who does nourish me? Who does really see me? Who do I feel like I can really be seen around? Because you know, that I just got engaged. I was sharing on the podcast that I just got engaged and I've been thinking about doing a little like bachelorette retreat weekend in Mexico. That's my dream. I want to do this like thing in Tulum. Ooh. You're definitely invited but like as i was like thinking about this it was kind of having me reflect on my female friendships and of like who are the people that i would want with me you know at that special time of my life and like who are these people so that's just like a whole different conversation of like really reflecting on these different relationships that i've had at different stages of my life and kind of seeing like yeah have we grown together and really like i feel like people don't take that time enough to really reflect on each relationship that they have and and what you know, how are they cultivating that relationship? Are they putting more effort in it? So I kind of had this moment with myself because I was thinking about, okay, yeah, who do I really want at my like bachelorette retreat weekend and thinking like, yeah, this person was my friend for many, many years, but we haven't talked now in months. And like, is it that, that relationship that I want to continue cultivating? Do I want to reach out and maybe schedule more, you know, calls or in-person like visits. And especially now that I'm going off social media and really rethinking community and connection and like, yeah. And and looking at myself, like how much effort have I really been putting into my relationships? And honestly, not much, like besides the people that I talk to on the daily or whatever, there's not, there hasn't been such a conscious effort, a conscious intentionality on my part to really cultivate that into something that's meaningful for the both of you. And not just because you have this shared history or not just because you were together at this time of your life. So that, that all just feels really Present to me, so I'm glad that we're kind of bringing this up now. Mm. Oh my gosh, this is so cool, Leah. Because
1: I we'll see what happens with Mexico and Tulum, but I actually did an intuitive reading with my friend last year, and like Tulum just kept coming up for me, like Tulum, 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 Tulum. And I was like, Am I supposed to go to Tulum? What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And she literally in the reading was like, I think that an opportunity is going to come like a retreat or some opportunity is going to happen for you to go to Tulum in the future. But she was like, don't force it. Like, I think something's just going to come up. And she was saying like, it feels fun. Yeah. Okay. Like, like celebration, fun, like some type of opportunity will bring you there. Just don't like, don't force it. And I was, when you said that, I was like,
0: well, this is interesting. Wait, that's, see, that's so synchronous and aligned because I have been thinking about this and I, I you are hundred percent on my list. Like I want you there. <laughs> and it's funny that we haven't talked about this yet because I feel like we we would have, but it just hasn't come up. And now it's like, of course it's on the podcast. So it feels like that's just so interesting. But yeah, that's, that's what I've been envisioning, but it's been causing like, I don't know, this like reconciliation within me because I feel like I do have, different friends from different parts of my life. And I'm trying to imagine all of them together in one room. And how would that work? How would that feel? And like you kind of were saying how different people bring out different parts of you. And so I'm kind of thinking about how different people know me as like different things. And so it's like, I'm one way, I feel like you really see me. I'm one way with you, but with my other friend, I might serve something different. And so then I'm like trying to imagine myself, like in this special moment in my life, like I don't wanna have to feel like I'm managing energy or I'm managing like, so so it's really just bringing me deeper into myself of like, okay, am I showing up authentically in my friendships? Is there a part of me that's not being truthful or being honest? So yeah, that's just like a, it's like a whole can of worms that I opened up, but that's so funny that they said you're going to Tulum because I think you are.
1: Yeah, literally and they were like a retreat or like something's going to like bring you there and it's going to be really fun. I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> That's like affirmation for me because it's like, okay, it will be really fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. But that also goes back to it's funny you say this because I'm someone it's it's I I think I'm funny and that like I'm a very analytical person, but then also such a like intuitive person. So there's these two parts of me. I think it really is that like Pisces, Aquarian cusp energy where I'm very analytical and logical in a way, but then I just so go with like feelings and intuition and X, Y, and Z. But something that I've done that's really helped me when it comes to female friendships is to go back into, okay, I am worth it. And going back to who do I want to be friends with Mm. versus who wants to be friends with me? Mm. And who do I feel like I should be friends with because there's this history or because X, Y, and Z or yada, yada, yada. And being able to really give myself that discernment and get really honest with, okay, I've met a ton of incredible women and I have friends from college and then friends from Denver and then X, Y, and Z, and only so much energy and time. And, you know, when I want to water these relationships in the way that I want to have relationships, cause I want to have deep, meaningful relationships. Who do I want to water and who do I want to be friends with? So I actually have a list and <laughs> I'm not going to say who's on that list. You're on it. Don't you worry. But <laughs> But I've written a list just so I know. And it's like, it's right up next to my intentions. I do intentions for every single month because I'm someone also who can get so scattered of, oh, I want to do this and this and this and this. And then it's like, okay, let's come into what are your intentions for this month ahead? What is the book you want to read? What are your intentions when it comes to exercise? What are your intentions when it comes to business goals? What are your intentions when it comes to your business and your offerings, what are your intentions? And like, where are you putting your energy and like social obligations? Because I'm someone who can just commit to all these things. And it's like, whoa, what was the true yes versus a no. So really committing to the true yeses. And then when it comes to right next, those intentions is a list of like the relationships and the female friendships that I want to water. Hmm. So I get to see that regularly and then be really mindful of Again, every single relationship is its own entity. So how you and I connect and you know water our relationship is gonna be very different to how one of my best friends since college and I water our relationship to one of my best friends from elementary school and I water our relationship. They're all very different, but it's really kind of putting that power and energy back to me of who do I want to cultivate friendships with right now And am I watering those? And so just having that list and having those people on there. And of course, more people can be added as I make more of these beautiful female friendships, and maybe some people fall away and that's okay too. And then, I mean, you can get even more detailed in it. I honestly, this probably comes from like, a pattern from when I was a kid, I used to have like a list of all my friends and like, these are my top best friends. And then these are my other best friends. And I try not to do that anymore, but I definitely did that when I, did you do that when you were like, I feel
0: like like I did. And I was actually thinking in this conversation with social media, I was like thinking about the MySpace days and how we would, you know, you would have your top friends on MySpace. And I remember like, I would update that like every week, depending on, you know, who was number, like who which one, who, where was I number one? Should I that match my number one? Like, oh, this person I'm not as close with this week. So it's like, yeah. you're going to number two. And it's like, we did kind of rank our friends. That's like the era that we came from. So I think yeah. that's so funny that you did that then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just thinking about that. I was like, whoa, this brings me back to the days when I had like three best friends and literally I'd be like, she's my best friend this week. No, she is, no, now she is. And like, I try to really not play out those <laughs> patterns anymore. And I have got like my one Hannah, who she's like my person, right? Like in the Grey's Anatomy thing, it's like, you're my person. She's like my person. And that's just a really beautiful soul relationship. But then I try not to be like, oh, then this best friend and this best friend and this best friend. And even with Hannah, like sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't need to call her my best friend. Not 12 years old anymore. She's a beautiful friend of mine. But even that, like, yeah, I try not to do the whole ranking thing but it is more of the like, okay, who and what relationships am I watering right now? And then what does that look like? So I think we, we can be self-focused in that way of what do I want? What do I want to water? And then starting to set more boundaries around other people, because I've also found, you talked about alignment at the beginning of this interview, the more aligned we become, the more people want our energy. And I had a conversation with Hannah about this the other day because she has moved to Asheville and, you know, she's navigating female friends and different things and was talking about just different friend groups and whatnot. And so we just had to have this conversation around like, you are a very awesome friend. Like people are going to want a piece of you. Mm. So you have to be discerning of who gets a piece of me, Mm. right? And who do I want to give energy to and receive energy from and be in a relationship with and just always coming back to you first and foremost. And then the relationships from there, because going back to boundaries, like if I'm trying to hang with my friends 24 seven and I'm so depleted, I'm not able to show up as like an expansive aligned version of myself. So it does go back to, yeah, how am I showing up for myself first? and then overflowing and pouring into and watering my friendships.
0: Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful way to look at it, especially like writing them down and having them be no different than the intentions or goals that you set for the month. Cause I think that is kind of like, uh, you don't hear many people talk about that. And it's like our relationships, our community, our friendship are everything. And it's like, as I kind of look deeper in my life and it's like, okay, what really matters in life? I think I'm kind of at this stage now going through my Saturn return and really looking at my life as a whole and like, yeah, what really matters? And the only answer I can ever come back to is like, you know, what I thought mattered was traveling and experiencing and all of these different things. But actually what really matters is just like the people around you and the people that you're walking through life with, because I think earth can be really hard. Like earth is a challenging assignment. There's a lot that we as human beings deal with. And the only thing that makes it better is knowing that you're not alone is knowing that there are other people who are going through the same things you are, who have experienced things that you're now going through that you can then like receive comfort for. So it's like, it really, it's like, it reminds me that that is truly the only thing that really matters. So it's like, that's the most important part of our lives. Why aren't I paying more attention to this area of my life? Like, why aren't I putting more intention? And even it makes me think like, and this even feels weird to do because it's like, this isn't something that's normal or accepted, but like having a conversation with a friend and being like, Hey, what is our relationship? Like, how do we want to show up for each other? What works for you? What works for me? And kind of come to this, like contract in a way of like, we're committing to each other. And I think that's so normal in our society to do with romantic relationships, but we don't do that with our friendships, which are sometimes even more important than the romantic relationship. So that's kind of just really like inspiring me and putting it in a different perspective that it's like, yeah, if that's something that I really want to value and cultivate in my life, that is something that then I have to be more intentional with because otherwise they just fall to the wayside. And then you realize like I think the worst thing would be to realize like, Hey, I don't have anyone in my life who really sees me, who really knows me, who I really feel like I can go to when times are hard. So, oh, that's just like, wow, that feels just inspiring. And and just to even think about it in that way, I think is important for everyone to do, to really reflect on their relationships and how, what are they watering? What, what does feel important? So, oh, that's so, that's so good. Yeah. I love to, I love that so much Leia and
1: something I like to gauge from different people. This is something that we talked about when I, over my birthday weekend is really getting to know what your friend's love languages are. It's like keeping note of that information too. So for example, Jess, who, you know, from the retreat, she loves when you remember specific, specific details about her life. So yeah, so it's like remembering what's going on and like the day of an event, connecting with her, letting her know that you remember that she's has a big event that day or, you know, she's doing something with her dog or whatever it happens to be, or it's her dad's birthday or whatever it is, like means a lot to her in addition to quality time. And then just kind of getting to know what people's are, or maybe someone else like loves words of affirmation. So that doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going to be inauthentic and just be like spewing words of affirmation to that friend, but it's knowing, okay, that matters to them. So maybe on their birthday, I'm going to write them like a really beautiful letter because I know that those words mean a lot to them
0: Hmm. and
1: like kind of gauging friendships in that way too, of just asking those types of questions to your friends and even asking like, how am I showing up for this friendship? Or just because also sometimes this is something that's tricky is we have a lot of expectations yeah. as friends, and a lot of those go unspoken. Hmm. So if we have an expectation that a friend is reaching out to us more and then they're not reaching out to us and our feelings are getting hurt, well, that's not really fair because we haven't communicated that to them. And we haven't been able to allow them the space and time to share, hey, I actually don't interact in friendships that way. Or, oh, I had no idea. I will be more mindful and I'll reach out to you at least once a week so that our relationship is more harmonious. But if we don't communicate those needs or those expectations, then the other person has no idea how we're feeling, or even for me, I had to let a friend know the other day that how she reached out to me actually really hurt my feelings Mm. because I am a very sensitive individual. And I talk about that, but not everyone always sees that because I am also very like capable and driven and independent individual. So I think a lot of people see more of those qualities versus that like deep sensitivity where my feelings do get hurt by what people say or don't say. And a friend of mine just reached out and asked for help for something and it was on the day of me having a really important event it was the day I was I was hosting the empower your mental health event and I was sharing publicly about my experiences with depression for the first time and I was hosting this entire event and there was just so much behind the scenes to get taken care of to make it run smoothly and my feelings were really hurt by the fact that she reached out asking me for a favor on that day and I had to communicate that versus like stuff it inside and be like oh whatever she should have known better, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, no harm, no foul. But you have to say, Shannon, that that hurt your feelings because X, Y, and Z, and then allow her to communicate back to you and just go from there. But if we're not speaking our needs or speaking up or having those conversations, then we don't really have the relationship to water. We don't really know what's going on behind the scenes for anyone, or how do we even form those deeper bonds that we really desire in these female friendships.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Cause that is such, I think that's a very human thing that we do where we kind of just expect that people know what's going on, but nobody knows again, it's like people live in their own realities. People don't really know what's going on with you unless you communicate. And so, and I think the piece too, about really like learning your your people's love language is, I think is really beautiful because it's like, that is such a way to love and to pay attention and to take care and to really notice that and and to make that person feel seen and like loved is just so it's so beautiful i feel like there's so many things we could talk like i feel like i could talk about this forever because it's like i'm illuminate i even in talking about it i'm like really learning things about myself and thinking about how i grew up with five sisters. So I like grew up with female, like with these like built in female friendships. And I've always said, well, my sisters are my best friends. And I think I've like, I've realized that in my life like I've had these best friends but I always felt like I was more important to them than they were to me. Because I think I was like protecting myself in some way because I was like, well, my sisters are my closest people. Like my sisters know me more than anyone else. And like my sisters are the people that I can come to but as i'm like in this therapy journey and learning about my childhood and about my family and learning about how like my family you know there's just a lot that goes into those relationships and and i it's even funny that we're talking about this because i had a weird thing come up with one of my sisters i hope she doesn't listen to this podcast maybe she does <laughs> but i had this weird thing with her this morning where but it's like where she kind of said something that hurt me and i what and i and i haven't yet communicated to her that, Hey, that, that kind of hurt me that rubbed me the wrong way. And so it's like, it's just as important in your, your actual sister, your relationships and your friend relationships. And for me, I think I'm learning this too, of like letting myself be seen. Cause I feel like it, the, maybe the way that I showed up with my sisters, I wasn't fully letting myself be seen. So that kind of does bleed into my female friendships where I'm kind of carrying those wounds. So that's like a whole, again, like it's all connected and it's all related. And it's so that just feels so like present and potent. And I think, you know, if it's potent for us and it's potent for people listening, it's like to really reflect on these relationships and what are you carrying with you? And so I think that's, yeah, that's just, Oh my God. Beautiful. (laughs) That's how I'm ending every sentence talking to you. I'm just like, wow, mind is blown. (laughs) And that's how it should feel. Right. It's like so expansive. So like We can just be real and can just talk about the real thing. So, wow. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I love that, Leia. And just being able to work with what is there too. So even you, right? It's like you bring that up to your sister. You're strengthening that ability for you then to do that with friends. Yeah. So I even remember when I was in my first like- serious, I'll call it more serious relationship where I was really actually being myself and opening up about my shadows and insecurities and all these parts of myself that I just never told guys about ever before. (laughs) I remember that was really beautiful and a beautiful catalyst for me to then start to open up to friends and women and in the online space. So I think we can just work with whatever's there. So whether that is your sister's or a best friend or a partner, it's looking at, okay, where are all these opportunities to speak my truth or ask this person, what are your love languages or do X, Y, and Z and start to water what's there and then expand outward versus I just feel called to share. That's I think a lot of times people are like, when I have the most perfect female friends, then I will communicate and ask their love languages and X, Y, and Z. And guess what? There is no such thing. Thing like we're women, we're not perfect. We're messy. We're all over the place. We've all got stuff going on. Similar to what you said, Leia. It's like we're all living in our own bubbles and our own worlds all the time. Like there is no perfect sisterhood. Mm. Like the the beauty of sisterhood is that it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. So just like let that illusion go and start just watering what is there and what's coming to you, and then. You can start to expand beyond that, but like work with what is versus like seeking some other opportunity. Like you just have the most beautiful opportunity right now. And I recognize that with my friend of like, okay, I could just like be triggered and be all pissy and not address this or I could, and that's going to strengthen my ability to really communicate my sensitivity to any of my friends, no matter who it is.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's so true. And I, and that is another thing that we do of like, right, when, when it's perfect, I'll do this when it's when I have this, I'll feel that but it's like, our assignment is always to be present with what's right in front of us. And to like, everything we need is right there. Everything we need is already within us. Everything we need to work on everything that you know, wants to be shown to be healed for you to continue along your evolutionary journey. Like it's all there There, You don't need to look for it. It's, it's right there. And so I think that's just like so beautiful and just reminds me of just the synchronous nature of life. And it, it gives me hope for life because instead of feeling like, wow, there's so, cause I sometimes get into these modes of like, oh my God, there's so much to heal. There's so much to work on. There's so much to like to, to do, but it's a reminder that it's like, no, it's like, all you have to do is meet the moment. And that's all you have to do. That's, that's the only thing life is asking of you. So thank you, Shannon, like for this beautiful conversation, I want to talk to you for like seven more hours, which we will. And just so grateful for you as a friend in my life. And just feeling so blessed that like you came into my life at the time that you did, because I really like it, it felt like where I was really seeking that and then it kind of showed up and even just the community that we've created with the women from the retreat it's so it's such a blessing to have in my life at, especially at this time in my life and I think we're also supportive of each other and just so like it just can be real and it it like brings me so much joy. so just thank you for being a part of that. <laughs>
1: Oh, thank you, Leia. I don't know if you I always think about you and I'm like, I don't know if Leia, we actually talked about this at over my birthday weekend. I was like I went on a little rant. I was like, I don't know if Leia recognizes like how magnetic and like beautiful and radiant she is, like truly the Leia. I'm like I'm like I'm going to cry. I just don't know if she realizes like you have such a special, special energy to you that you are just like this, like bubble of like vivaciousness and all the other women agreed to, I was like, <laughs> I just don't know if she quite recognizes how special and like this beautiful bubble of love you really are. So you are such a gift to my life as well. It's like feelings are
0: mutual. <laughs> wow. Thank you. I'm like receiving it, receiving that too. Um, as we wrap up, I love sharing, resources on this podcast so that's creative resources anything that's like I mean even what you're reading now what you're listening to or something that's really helped you on your journey maybe with working with women or with self-love or whatever is kind of coming up for you now like what would you like to recommend to our listeners yeah that's a great question
1: I would recommend my following me on Spotify to be honest because yeah I have a lot of different themed playlists I love music to support me and no matter whatever it is. So if you follow me on Spotify, it's Shannon Keating. You can kind of check out all the different playlists I got going on, but I started them for my clients. Well, I started them more for myself and then I would start them for clients. And then I just would kind of like create a theme playlist and then start adding music to it. But I have playlists for anger. I have playlists for sadness. I have playlists for when you're feeling kind of tender Or vulnerable. I've got a playlist for when you're feeling fear. I've got like women's empowerment playlists on there. I think I've got a romance playlist, although I think that one might be private to me, but there's probably other playlists with romantic music on it, but all like, there's a lot of really awesome public playlists. I think I have one for like body image empowerment. So I would follow me on Spotify and check out some of those playlists.
0: <laughs> Wait, I'm actually so glad you brought up the music thing because that was something that I actually did want to ask you because I know that music is really important for you in processing your emotions and feeling. And so just, I know we're a little bit wrapping up, but will you let us know, like what is your relationship to music and what what has it given to you? What does it mean to you? Oh, it means everything. <laughs> I do not honestly, I mean,
1: I say this with like, a ton of compassion and love. I do not think I would be here if it weren't for music. Like that is how heavily I've leaned on music in my life. I find music to just be such a gift of the human experience. And I just really, I mean, I love like playing music in my house or, you know, putting on a high vibe playlist and having it in the background or using it to kind of focus on work or whatnot. But then just emotionally, I really like, leaning on lyrics and songs or just frequencies to support me and moving through whatever emotion I'm feeling. So that's where the playlists come in like sadness. Okay. Let me play a song on repeat and actually just like move this sadness. Or if I'm feeling really tender and vulnerable, which is just such a fragile feeling that we feel as women often, especially like leading up to our periods. And there's nothing really quite like it other than like, it just feels tender, you know? So I'll play that music in the background just to support that tenderness or anger to really get the anger out or hit a punching bag or scream or whatever it is. I find just music feels almost like it's this entity or this energetic support with you. So you feel less alone in what you're feeling or on the flip side, if I just wanna feel like in a romantic vibe or in like a high vibe driving my car, really empowered in myself, again, it brings that energy into the space. So I just, I love it so much.
0: Yeah, I, you're really inspiring me because for some reason I'm like notoriously known for not really listening to a lot of music. Like I feel like music is a, such a, I feel like there's such a, a large group of people that like music is their everything. It's like, they're always listening to music. And I'm like, huh, I'm different. I, I'm ne- never listening to music. I only listen to music when I'm in specific moods but I think you are really inspiring me to like, oh yeah, you can really. And I think actually the reason why I don't listen to music is because it does affect me so deeply. So it'll make me feel things that I'm not prepared to feel. It's like, you know, I'll be feeling great and then I'll listen to a sad song and then all of these feelings will come up and I'll be like, wait a second. So that's kind of going back to like, learning to protect my energy and learning to like get in that, but it's such a powerful tool to use, to be able to move emotions. And so really setting that space, you're like inspiring me to have more intentional time with music and just allow myself to feel and to express and like really like sink into that. So, and it's funny too, cause it's like, I come from a musical theater background. So it's like music has been part of my life, my whole life, but not kind of in that way of like really just using it to process emotion. So we're definitely gonna link your Spotify uh, playlist and you have a playlist too, for your podcast, you have the Unmasked and Open Hearted podcast. So we'll definitely link all of that. And yeah, just lastly, where's the best place for people to find you if they wanna look into your, we didn't even talk about human design, but you also do human design readings. (laughs) Um, There's so much that you do in working with women, where can they find you? Where's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, so two
1: places would be my website, and that's my name, shannonkeating.com and then my Instagram, which is also my name at Shannon Keating. <laughs> and you can email me hello at shannonkeating.com. It's easy to find me, but you can message me through my website. You can message me on Instagram, email me directly. I check all those spaces and places. Um, not on Facebook. Don't try to find me on Facebook. I might be on there, but I will not get back to you because I'm just not a Facebook fan but website and
0: Instagram are the best places <laughs> to find me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool. And we'll link your podcast too. Cause I love listening to your solo episodes as well. So thank you so much, Shannon. Love you. Can't wait to connect with you again soon. And yeah. Thanks for just sharing this conversation with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me Leah i hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening if you like this episode please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you or Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.